I think that it's really important to remember that your favorite characters don't work or live there. Yeah. That, that real people live and work in those locations. So you kind of have to be like Ted and be nice. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. My name is Roger Williams, and as the host of this show, I will be interviewing guests, people just like you, that are crossing items off their own bucket list. My hope is that by hearing these stories, you will be inspired and empowered to cross items off your own bucket list. Now let's start crossing it off together. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast. I'm your special guest host, Lisa David Olson from Stranger Connections podcast. I am really super excited to be invited to interview someone that you hear a lot on this show. It's Roger Williams, the host of the Crossing It Off podcast and author of Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. He's a father of three, and he is the head crosser offer of his bucket list. Roger, welcome to your own show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for doing this. I have a big, huge smile on my face. Uh, You were my first choice to be a a special (laughs) guest on this episode, and I'm so glad you said yes. Oh, I'm such a fan, though, and I'm (laughs) super excited to be connected to this topic because I'm a fan of you, and I'm a fan of the story that you're about to share. So please tell me, what is the latest item you just crossed off your bucket list? So yeah, it was a year ago, almost to the day I visited Ted Lasso film locations in London. We're going to pause so that I can scoot. You were there. (laughs) That is so cool. What was that like? So It was super fun. I I had a great time that day. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to sharing uh, the story with the listeners. So often every, I get every once in a while someone saying, hey, we want to hear more about your bucket list. So I thought with the premiere coming out uh, this Wednesday uh, of season three, that this would be a good chance for me to do that. It's excellent timing. And some of the quotes align with your show. I think Ted Lasso would be, um, you know, he as his character <laughs> would be fabulous to have on your show. Because one of the quotes that just jumps out is, if you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where was this? Yeah, where was this located? Yeah, so I I went to London during a three month trip uh, through seven different countries, and uh, London was the last place that I stopped on my way home. And uh, yeah, I was such a big fan of the show. I was like, I have to figure out you know where these locations are and and go and see them. I I only really visited two spots. But they were huge uh, locations for filming of the show and and had a really, really good time that day. Going on site to the Ted Lasso set, is that the reason you went to London? Or was that just like, I'm going to add that to the list? Yeah, it was just to add it to the list. Uh, You know, I always, as watching the show, thought it'd be so much fun to go and visit those places. But uh, I was there like I said, on my way back home from a three-month trip, and I, and I stopped in London specifically to visit friends that I hadn't seen in a while and that lived there. And so that was the main reason, but it was also just to see what else I could cross off my bucket list. And uh, visiting the Ted Lasso film sites was definitely on the top of the list. 
what do you think, you know, I'm thinking if somebody told me, oh, I'm just going to pop over to London and check out the set of one of my favorite shows. Did your friends and family just think, oh, Roger, sweetie, are you yeah. okay? Yeah. You know, people that love the show that are that are just absolutely engrossed in it were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so jealous. Yes. Uh, my mom, however, was more and some other people were, uh, well, you've got to go to the museum and you've got to go to see Westminster Abbey and you got to go to the palace and all those kind of things and it it's so strange to me that when americans travel far distances that everybody has an opinion on what you should do and i just knew uh, there was this day that i spent traveling around london visiting these uh, film sites and the, the day before that i spent uh, a whole day trying to find punk rock places of history in london i wasn't very successful at it found a couple but uh, but yeah, I think people you know, always have an opinion on what you should do. And, you know, I'm a big fan of your bucket list is your list and whatever brings you joy. And that day traveling around Richmond and some other places were definitely uh, the biggest highlight of my three month trip. Wow. Three months. I'm really jealous of that. I get to catch <laughs> one week there this spring, but three months, I, I'm going to have to tell my hubby, we have to replan this, but <laughs> My bucket list that brought me that much joy was Alcatraz. So certainly not the same flair. <laughs> certainly not the <laughs> same different. joy. Yeah, a little bit. How how were they there? Was this like a, a big tour that you went with a group of people? Was it hard to get in? <laughs> so this was all DIY, as most things that I do are. <laughs> so you know, when I figured out that I was going to be stopping in London on this trip, I started researching and it's interesting that a year ago there weren't a lot of sites online and stories online about these locations, but I was able to find some of them uh, online. And, you know, I just got up one morning and started hunting down the locations. So literally, I, I think I left around eight o'clock in the morning to get to the practice field and the, and the offices that they have uh, on the show and the parking, the, the infamous parking lot where all the funny stuff happens. And, it took me about an hour and a half by train and walking to get there. I, I'd taken the train about as far as I could. And then I got off the train and I had no internet service. I could see the map and I could see where it was on the map, but I couldn't uh, order a car or <laughs> or find the bus routes. So I wound up walking about 45 minutes to, to the location and it, it was kind of frustrating because I had to like snake through these neighborhoods and go around and the practice fields are in this uh, industrial park out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it's actually right next to the studio where they do a lot of the indoor shooting. So I passed by that studio and then came to the the practice field, which is really Hayes and, and Yeeting United Football Club. That's who normally is there. It's a very low tier English football league uh, team. And I, I walked up and there was a guard shack and I, the guy came out of the shack and he, and he said, Hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. I said, I just, you know, I'm a big fan of Ted Lasso and wanted to go see if I could, you know, I won't go on the pitch, but I just want to take some pictures. He goes, yeah, just go in, in there and the office is on the left and just let them know what you're doing. So I'm walking through the parking lot and this uh, very tall gentleman who was dressed uh, the only way I can describe it as uh, Mr. Moneybags from the Monopoly game. He was, he was <laughs> dressed to the, like he was going to a Royal <laughs> wedding. Like he was, he had the hat, everything. Wow. And I'm assuming he's, he's the owner of the club because he was getting into a Rolls Royce. Wow. And, and as he was walking by 
I mean, I, I said, Hey, I just want to, you know, I just wanted to see if I could take some pictures uh, of the field and, and I'm not, I won't go on the pitch. And he said, he always said to me was American. And I said, yes. And he said, Ted Lasso. And I said, yes. And he's like, and he just waved me on. He like, he won't want to have a conversation with me. Like these crazy Americans that, that are infatuated with the show. So he waved me on and I walked around the corner and there I am in the parking lot. And all the AFC Richmond stuff is from the show is still up. The door's still painted, you know, like it is in the show. And yeah, I just started snapping selfies and went around uh, to the side of the pitch and took a picture where, you know, I was, you know, you could see the field and you could see the stands behind it. It was definitely recognizable as the the set where they do most of their practice scenes and stuff. And my face just hurt. I mean, it just absolutely oh, hurt. Cause I in was, a good way. In oh a good yeah. Way. Cause I was just smiling so big. I had so much, yes. so much happiness just being there. And, and it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. I, I didn't know, like you asked, like, was this a tour? It's like, no. I just, I didn't know if I'd gotten there, if they were going to let me take any pictures or even be there. And so, yeah, I was, I was, that was part of the the joy too, was that it worked. I was, you know, my, my late father always used to say, you know, just act like you know what you're doing and you'll get what you want. And so that's kind of the approach that I took. For me being a performer, if you want to get backstage, just carry a clipboard and a cord and say, is Nick around? Nick yeah. needs this. Yeah. There's always a Nick. There's always somebody that believes that that court is going to make the show better. So just yeah. that's my tip for, you know, in case you do this again, but <laughs> is there something that you're standing on that field and you're, you know, pretending to hear that crowd and all that? Is there something else that you might've learned about the Ted Lasso show just by physically being there that maybe we wouldn't know just by watching the show? Yeah, the show definitely represents the fact that they walk to work, (laughs) that everything's really close by, that everything's in Richmond, and it is not. It, It took me about an hour and a half bus ride and train to get from the practice field to the Princess Head which is in the show, the crown and anchor, the pub in Richmond, where they, where they, you know, congregate. And there's been several iconic scenes, the dart scene, the dart game scene with Rupert, uh, it was, is, uh, in a replica of that pub, uh, Ted's house where he, where his flat, where he lives is there. He gets his coffee. There's the bench that he and beard wind up on every once in a while when things are going rough and with the red phone booth behind them and the park is right across the street. But besides those locations being all right next to each other, everything is very, very far apart. And you're talking about a very metropolitan city uh, that has a lot of sprawl. So the distance between the practice field and the um, stadium where they you know, the Greyhound Stadium where they play their actual games is about 23 miles is difference. So in the show, yeah, I definitely learned that things are not real close by. They are not walking to work <laughs> if it was real. So that was a little behind the scene thing that kind of took me off guard when I first started planning it. Even I was like, oh my gosh, that's like really far away. So I, like I said, it took me about an hour and a half to get to the, the prince's head. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. They don't film in the Crown and Anchor scenes inside the Princess Head. They've actually recreated that on the set, but it's pretty close to being 
almost exactly to what it looks like in the show. It was, that was a lot of fun. I had been in London for three days by that point, and I had not eaten fish and chips at all. I refused to eat fish and chips those first three days because I didn't because I wanted to have it there at that pub. I wanted to oh, okay, to I was going to say that kind of <laughs> right. sounds illegal to not right. have fish exactly. and chips within exactly. a couple hours of were, getting there. Yeah, so I put it off and put it off, and I had a friend that wanted to take me out. I was like, no, I got I to gotta hold off on that <laughs> because I <laughs> <laughs> want to be able to say I've eaten fish and chips at the Crown and Anchor. And so you actually sat in that pub and you saw the dartboard and you saw the bar and yeah. where the where the the fans are always on the end of the bar watching right. the TV. Yeah, most of it's almost exact. It, it's a little bit bigger than what they show on on the TV show. The interesting thing about going to the pub was that I, you know, as an American, I was expecting like cheers, right? I was expecting like paraphernalia to be all over the place, AFC Richmond stuff all over the place, headshots from the cast all over the place and really promoting, you know, the show and it, there was nothing there was absolutely nothing besides the sandwich board out front that had the believe you know sign on it there was nothing inside the pub they did they didn't talk about it the the menu didn't have characters names on it you know it really was its own separate thing and they were it's just super nice i mean everybody in there was was super nice like they understood that they were reaping a benefit but they remained themselves and that was really impressive to me that they hadn't like sold out and you know and that i couldn't buy afc richmond you know scarves swag yeah swag yes. and sc- the scarves right the, the the soccer and football fans all have the scarves like and even walking through the town of richmond you just didn't see a lot it, it wasn't it wasn't really there that you know there were definitely people there at the pub i think i got there around 1045 and they opened at 11 and there must have been 30 people standing outside waiting to get in and i'm I'm sure they do a good business for locals but i mean it seemed like most of the people there were there because of the show here at the crossing off podcast we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list we offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey such as web resources in the show notes bucket list mentoring services my book live out your lists a private facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others and more all of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. And so to not so quote unquote capitalize on that was, was impressive to me in, in some ways. And did you ask a local about that? The the fact that they're not kind of making it about the show. I didn't. I didn't. There, there were a couple of shops that had some AFC Richmond stuff in it, but it wasn't, you know, there wasn't like an AFC Richmond team store or anything. And, and so it was, it was very interesting. Richmond's a very uh, upscale town. It's, it's, it's a very highfalutin suburb of, of London, as far as I could tell. And so it seems to me that, you know, in the, in the London, you know, British sense, that it's just like, oh yeah, it's that little show, you know? It's just that little thing, uh, but I wasn't able to ask anybody, you know, about it. But but it was just super interesting that the pub was just being itself. And, yes, and... that had to feel so cool. I would I would go to the end where they all cheer and watch the TV and all that stuff. I think that is just funny to hear that it's bigger than what you see. I think that seems opposite of usually a, a TV set yeah. or even 
visiting a news station, it's like, oh, this is like a big warehouse with a desk. But you're saying there was a whole lot of bar there. Yeah. And just seating. I th- it was pretty big. I think they probably could see probably 100 people in that restaurant. It was, wow, it was pretty, pretty big. That is big. But what is it that makes you, Roger, this huge fan of the show? What is your connection? And what drew you to making that a bucket list item to yeah. be there? <laughs> so uh, it all stems back from 2021. I hadn't watched the show and had a friend that was just bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And I had been watching Yellowstone uh, and trying to get through Yellowstone and it got that binge got interrupted by a, by a 30 day trip to Spain uh, where I watched walk the Camino to Santiago. And when I got back, my partner and I were like, well, do we start watching Yellowstone again? And I said, okay, yeah, we can try that. And we watched like one and a half episodes. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, <laughs> it's Yell- pretty dark. Yeah. Yellow, I mean, the, the writing is awesome on Yellowstone. The acting is awesome on Yellowstone. The locations and the filming, everything's awesome about it, except the freaking content, right? I mean, it's mm. just like nobody's redeemable. Nobody's, you, you know. That's a really good point. Everybody's kind of a murderer at some level. You, you can't know. trust anyone on that show. Do yeah. not turn your back on yeah. anyone. And I was just like, I don't really want to watch this. And my friend had been bugging me to watch Ted Lasso. I'm like, well, let's try Ted Lasso. And we let's were give just, a shout out to this friend. What's the yeah, name? His name's Michael Fox. And he, uh, sure, he, it is. He was bugging me. It is. And he was bugging me bad. He was like, Oh, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. And, and I was like, I don't like football. I don't want to, you know, I don't like sports. And there's a lot of good comedy and uh, positivity about Ted Lasso. But for me, what really hooked me was this idea that they were full on addressing toxic masculinity and men's mental health and being personally accountable for your stuff. And those things just like way above and beyond the comedy of it just absolutely struck me as something like I, I am into this. I'm full on and I, and I want to be a part of it in whatever way I can. And and because those things mean a lot to me. Um, Absolutely. I love that you point that out because the main character has panic attacts. Oh yeah. And yeah. we're learning about that through the show and we're we're feeling for him and seeing who can handle that around him. That part is is very important too. You don't see that on shows too often. Well, uh, certainly not uh necessarily shows about sports. Yeah, my, True. my my own personal experience with sports is like I don't want to do them because I had really bad coaches and there was a lot of toxic masculinity and you know winning at all costs and all those kind of things that you kind of that go with sports in America that I, that was kind of my fear and not wanting to watch the show I'm like I don't want to you know I just got out of Yellowstone because everybody's toxic I don't want to go into the sports world where and everyone's toxic and this show doesn't do that and so I, I'm just a super fan just a super fan yes I am too and I I want to know are did you figure out the recipe for the biscuits the shortbread biscuits that he made every day i'm not that much (laughs) of a fan (laughs) i you know shortbread biscuits and and i also heard hannah wadigan who plays his boss said that when the first you know first round the first season that they were horrible (laughs) they were super bad and they had to wind up getting them from france or something because they tasted so horrible i kept thinking that (laughs) something was gonna come of that like oh he was buying them but my friend 
Haley told me, no, they show him making them. And I don't remember them showing him making yeah. these biscuits and what the point is. I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe it, we're going to find out in this new season. I think it's just him trying to make a connection with her, but we'll see. That's funny. I love that. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who craves to see a set of another show. I mean, you said you didn't do a tour. I would imagine that's the first thing people do is look up what bus tour can I go on and things like that. What kind of advice from doing it the Roger way would you share? (laughs) Yeah. I think that it's really important to remember that your favorite characters don't work or live there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that real people live and work in those locations. So you kind of have to be like Ted and be nice. Right. You have to you have to go in, you know, just because you're a fan doesn't give you any uh, entitlement to those locations. People, you know, actual people live there and work there. And so being kind goes a long way. Like my story with, you know, with the money bags, you know, Uncle money bags that, you know, I was just saying, hey, I would love I'm not going to go on the pitch. I won't ruin the grass. I won't, you know, I, I will be here for like five minutes and take some photos and leave and just trying to be kind about it. I'm actually saw or read a story the other day about the Breaking Bad house where the main character live and there's the whole scene where the pizza flies up on the roof that those people had to erect like a six foot fence around their house because people would come and just take pictures and throw pizzas on the roof and you know just they're real people yeah they made a little money by by renting out their location of their home but you know that doesn't give you the right just because you're a fan just kind of abuse their space no and so i think you really have to be just kind and think about you know the fact that these are real people that is true that is great advice and to be respectful that it's cute to you but it's mm-hmm. hella annoying to anybody else that just <laughs> right. wants to be alive right. in their little neighborhood yes uh, that's I mean, not I okay gu- i guess it's you know something to remember if you you know hollywood comes calling and wants to rent out your space you know that that's probably yes. going to be if there's any success of the show or movie that you know you might have some uh, some visitors but that's still not a reason for people to be nasty or or disrespectful of people's space well and if people haven't checked out ted lasso they should and the believe sign actually hangs up at uh on one of the lockers where i work because (laughs) we we are fans over there and it it is just kind of an encouraging show like you said it's a lighter look uh fun fact the main character who plays ted lasso do you know something about him physically that that is interesting oh no about jason stakis no where are you going with this he shares something in common with a guest I once had on my show. He has anosmia. He was she... born with no sense of smell. <laughs> wow. That'd be kind of hard to make those biscuits then. It Well, perhaps, or yeah. it really helps to be in the locker room so much as he would have to be in the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. So um, what's next on your bucket list? I mean, do you run out of ideas in one time? So you were on my show and you said something that was great to me. And you said, your bucket list can change. It's okay. You don't have to write it with a Sharpie on the wall. It can be a whiteboard and it can change because we're ever growing and ever changing. I loved that. But what do you foresee is is the next on your bucket list that you know you're going to do this? 
Yeah, I tend to take my bucket list a year at a time <laughs> because things take time. Well, because you travel three months at a time. Well, that, that's was, nice. that was a special occasion. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, I would like to finish the all 48 states. I only have two left. Um, wow. That's been on my list for a while. Uh, What's left? What two? Alaska and North Dakota. Oh, there's actually kind of the same thing. Yeah, there's actually a, <laughs> there's actually a sign somewhere in North Dakota, and I need to find it when I go because I have to I have to get my picture with it. But it's like welcome to North North Dakota, everyone's last fiftieth state or something oh my like God. that. <laughs> oh, I have to I have to find that sign. I've seen some pictures awesome. of people next to it, and I'm like, I gotta find that sign when I go. That's like it's not the only thing in North Dakota that I, that I care about, actually. So so yeah, there's that, and um, I'm trying to get a group of my friends from middle school we've been friends for almost 38 years to go to the world championship barbecue in memphis and yeah it's it's yeah we had tried to do um before the pandemic uh several guy trips you you know once a year every couple of years and we haven't been able to do that and so i think we're trying to get back on that track and have a guy's weekend in memphis would be a lot of fun and then the the thing that i'm really trying to work on right now is potentially going to Morocco for about six weeks in the fall. Mm. So there's a, I found a very interesting website called workaway.info where you can actually go and find jobs that pay you in uh, room and board. Uh, So like you go to the places and you work for 20, 25 hours a week and then the rest of the time is yours, but you're getting fed and you're, you know, have locals that are helping you find stuff around because you're living with them. And so, yeah, I'm very interested in trying that and seeing how that works. Um, So Morocco, someplace I've always wanted to go, a huge, huge, huge into wanting to go to the markets in Marrakesh. Uh, my my dad was oh. a, my dad was a huge music lover and he uh, loved Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and they have a song uh, about going to Marrakesh. And so I, you know I, we're I, going. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So I, I my dad never went there. Oh, so I'm like I, th- I think I want to try to go and do that. Um, yes, and, you do. And I'd also like just to see the desert like a real desert like we have deserts mm-hmm. like i've been to arizona and stuff but i want to go where there's just like all sand everywhere <laughs> type of desert uh really and, uh, yeah just to just to experience that you know uh, i've never really experienced that before you know there's always vegetation and animals and stuff and i want to go where there's just sand like in all directions and i, I, mean, I don't know I, I don't i don't know about that one but the rest sound great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, again, it's my list. That's true. It <laughs> yeah. is your list, Mister. And, and to answer your question, yeah, I'm a firm believer that your your bucket list should be a living document, and that you should review it and look at it and see are these the same things I want to do or, or not want to do, and and you can take stuff off, you can add stuff, and you can do things and cross it off. So, absolutely. Well, toss out how people can find you. Let's hear about the best ways and. Your book is Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. And of course, everyone has already subscribed and please leave a review (laughs) here for Crossing It Off podcast. And where else can they find you if they need you? Um, One of the things I want to bring up is that I have a second podcast now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's called Call the Binge Wife. I do it with my life partner, 
we review one season of a show each episode. And if you go back to our first season, uh, you can find our review of Ted Lasso one and seasons one and two. So I encourage people to do that and put that in the show notes. And yeah, my book's available on Amazon and folks can go to the crossing it off podcast.com to learn more about me and the show and my mentoring services and all sorts of stuff. So mentoring, they can reach out to get what? What are you going to mentor us on? Bucket list. Yeah, your bucket list. I mentor some folks uh, and help them, you know, decide where they're at in the process. Do Have they set an intention? Do they have a list? Are they having trouble crossing things off? And so those three things are kind of what I focus on, trying to figure out where they're at in living this lifestyle and help them through the, the process of figuring out how to bring the most joy to themselves. I love that thought because we do need to get the words out of our head and share it with somebody who's Mm -hmm. been there and has those same feelings. That's awesome. So reach out to Roger Williams if you want to figure out why you are dragging your feet on doing that thing. And it's been a real joy to be your guest host here on the Crossing It Off podcast. And I thank you so much, Roger Williams. So everybody needs to get that list out. Let's, Let's start crossing it off. Yeah, Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. You're Like I said earlier, the first person I thought of when I wanted to do this episode, and I'm so thankful that you did it. And in the words of Ted Lasso, believe. Yeah, be a goldfish. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa.